the structure of the daily prayers. We've done some classes before about how the prayers evolved, how they developed, why we pray about them. We did a class about the minion, the quorum of ten. We did a class about the synagogue. But today I really want to fo focus on the structure of the prayers. I'm not going to go into detail. It just so happens that now we're in the middle of a course. Some of you are in it that we've done multiple times already. Some of you may have taken it before where we go through um, kind of the the prayer book in detail and go through each prayer and try to understand what comes where and why it was put there. I want to give you just a general. No, I want to give you just a general background of the prayers and how the prayers work. People tend to find it very confusing. And so my goal today is simply to share the structure of how it was built, where it came from and what it's about. So the prayers that we have today were initially written by the men of the Great Assembly. We discussed this more in detail when we um, did a class on who wrote the prayers. And um, they were made by the men of the Great Assembly who lived according to our tradition about 2,300 years ago in the land of Israel at the very beginning of the Second Temple period in the late Persian period. So at the very end of the Persian Empire um, when the land of Israel was part of the Persian Empire. The uh, men of the Great Assembly were this large um, group of scholars, sages, who made a number of very important um, innovations or changes to Judaism. And um, they were part of the Sanhedrin Supreme Council, so they had the authority to do so. We once did a class about the men of the Great Assembly, the Knesset HaGadola. Um, notably, they canonized the Tanakh, the Holy Scriptures, decided which ones are in and which ones are out. Uh, but they also wrote our prayers and created the whole prayer structure and system that we have today. Prior to that, there was no prayer structure and system. So most of our prayers as we know them come from the men of the Great Assembly. They decided that we should pray three times every day. Morning, afternoon, and evening. Why three times a day? The Talmud gives us two explanations. Firstly, because we find in Scripture that Abraham gets up early in the morning to pray. Vayashkem Abraham Baboker, Abraham prays in the morning. We find in this week's parasha, Yitzchak Isaac prays in, went outside to the fields in the afternoon to pray. And Jacob prays in the evening. So because we find Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our forefathers, pray in the morning, afternoon, and evening, therefore they said we should pray three times every day, morning, afternoon, and evening. Um, then they said that on the other reason, sorry, that's one reason given in the Talmud. The other reason is it, it reminds us of the daily sacrifice. Every morning they offered a daily sacrifice and every afternoon they had to offer a daily sacrifice. And then at night, all the sacrifices, often they would slaughter many sacrifices in the temple during the day because all sacrifices have to be slaughtered by day. But they didn't have enough time to burn all the animals on the altar at, uh, during the day. And so they were, you're able to burn the animals on the altar um, all night. So they would kind of leave the meat or the limbs of the animals or the fats of the animals at the bottom of the altar. And then at night, the Kohanim would go up and down and would burn whatever was left over for the day. So the evening prayer corresponds to the 
burning of the sacrifices at night. So that was, that's why, why we have three daily sacrifices. Um, are the times for prayer, the ideal times for prayer, the morning is, the morning prayer is said from sunrise until four hours into the day or a quarter of the day if you split between sunrise and sunset. The um, afternoon prayer is said from a half hour after midday until sundown. And the evening prayer is said from when it is fully dark where you can see three stars um, and can be said until the first light is, a, is visible in the morning. So those are the times when the, these prayers are said. What do these prayers consist of that the men of the Great Assembly wrote? So, the primary prayer, the kind of most important part of the prayer is what is called the Shemona Esrei, or in Hebrew for the 18. Essentially, they composed 18 blessings. And these 18 blessings, they are the they're said three times a day, and they are, the, um, they are the bulk of our prayer, the most important part of the prayer, these 18 blessings, the Shemona Esrei. Um, sometimes it's referred to also as Amida, which means the standing prayer, because we stand when we do the Shemona Esrei. Sometime back we actually did a class on the Shemona Esrei where we went through those 18 blessings. So... Was, now, the very concept of blessings itself was created by the men of the Great Assembly. They created kind of the format. You say the words Baruch, Ata, Hashem. I'm not pronouncing God's name because we're forbidden from doing so. Elokeinu, Melech, Olam. And then it continues. So that, and then some blessings just start Baruch, Ata, Hashem. And then if you say multiple blessings in a row, it just ends with the words Baruch Hashem, but does not begin with the words. So all of this structure of blessings, which I don't want to get into the details of the structure of blessings right now. So that was all created by the men of the Great Assembly. And they wrote the Shmona Esrei as 18 blessings that cover the 18 blessings that um, are written in this structure of blessing that all have the words Baruch Atah Hashem, each blessing with a different theme to it. So that is the, and each time, three times a day, morning, afternoon, evening, we do the Shmona Esrei. Now, the later, some years later, during the late Second Temple period, or perhaps post-Second Temple period, our sages decided to write a 19th blessing. They, they had a lot of trouble from um, informers or apostate Jews, Jews that had kind of gone over to the Roman side, and they, they wrote a blessing to against, to curse, or to um, God should punish all of these wicked people. So they added this 19th blessing. We still call it Shmona Esrei 18, but it actually is now 19 blessings. So, the, so we pray three times a day, morning, afternoon, and evening. Each time we have 19 blessings of what we call the Shmona Esrei, the prayer of 18. Because it was originally 18, sometimes also called the Amida. That is the primary part of, that is the primary prayer. Now, on our, our sages then said, the men of the Great Assembly, that 
on Shabbat and on holidays and on Rosh Chodesh, which is the new month, we should add an additional prayer. Given, since in the temple, they would bring what was called a Musaf sacrifice, an additional communal sacrifice in honor of Shabbat, in honor of the Rosh Chodesh, the new month, and in honor of each day of the festivals. So therefore, so therefore, we should add an extra prayer to commemorate that extra sacrifice. So on Shabbat, on all the days of holidays, and on Rosh Chodesh, the new month, we add an extra prayer called the Musaf prayer, which we do right after our morning prayer. So after Shacharit, which is the morning prayer, we immediately do the Musaf prayer um, on each of these days. Now, then they also added, on Yom Kippur, we should add a fifth prayer called the Ne'ila or closing prayer that we do after the afternoon prayer. So we do the morning prayer, the Musaf additional prayer, the afternoon prayer, and then we add the Ne'ila, the closing prayer, um, right after the afternoon prayer as it's getting dark, and it ends as Yom Kippur is kind of finished, um, and then we move on to the evening prayer. So on Yom Kippur, most days we pray three times a day, morning, afternoon, and evening. On... on um, Shabbat, holidays, and Rosh Chodesh, the new month, we pray four times. We add a Musaf prayer, an additional prayer after the morning prayers. And on Yom Kippur, we pray five. We add the Musaf prayer after the morning prayers, and we add the Ne'ilah, the closing prayer, after the um, afternoon Mincha prayer. So that is the way, that, so that is the basics of the prayer. Now I mentioned that the Shemona Esrei was originally written as 18 blessings to be recited every day three times a day. Later they added a 19th blessing. Now these 18 blessings really have three parts. There's three blessings at the beginning praising God. Then there are 12 or later 13 blessings asking God for specific things. And then there, are, um, then there are three blessings at the end, asking God to accept the service in the temple or restore the service in the temple once the temple is destroyed, thanking God for everything he gives us and asking God for peace. So our sages said that on Shabbat and on holidays, we shouldn't really be asking God for things that we need because it's not a time to think about mundane things that we need. It's not a time to make requests of God. It's a time of celebration. So therefore, they cut out those 12 or later 13 middle blessings. And instead, they put in one blessing regarding the specific day. So on Shabbat, you do the three blessings at the beginning praising God. One blessing about Shabbat. And then three blessings at the end, asking God to restore the service in the temple, thanking God for everything he gives us, and asking for peace. So on Shabbat, the Shemona Esrei, the prayer of 18, or Amida, becomes only seven blessings. On Shabbat, they composed a different blessing for Friday night, Shabbat morning, and Shabbat afternoon. The Musaf is also seven blessings, right? After Shabbat morning, prayers, we then do the Musaf, the additional prayer. That also has the same seven blessings. On the holidays, they composed a single Prayer with seven blessings, um, the first three and last three that you do every time, and then a middle blessing about the holidays. Um, each hol one, uh, there's 
separate for each holiday, but uh, the middle blessing about the holidays they composed for um, uh, they, they composed to go in the middle. So it's also seven blessings again: morning, afternoon, and evening. So that is, I don't want to really focus on the Shemona Esrei, on the Amida prayer. We did a separate class on that. But I'm just giving you kind of the general overview. So the, just to, to recap, so you're, you're clear, every day we pray three times a day. Shabbat, holidays in Rosh Chodesh, we pray the new, new month, we pray four times a day, four times. And on Yom Kippur, we pray five. And the central part of each prayer is the Shemona Esrei, what was initially 18 blessings, um, but never 18 blessings anymore, um, or also known as Amida prayer. So that is really the central part of our prayer. That's what the prayers are really about. But there's a lot more to the prayers. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to go through all the details of the prayers bit by bit. Before I get to the details of the prayers, I just want to mention one other important thing that we do. So... In the morning and the afternoon prayers, and for that matter, when we have the additional Musaf prayer, and for that matter, on Yom Kippur, when we do the Ne'ila prayer, after when we pray with a quorum of ten with a minion, after we finish the minion, what then happens is the chazan, or the cantor, who's leading the services, then repeats the entire Shemona Esra, the entire Amida prayer that everybody else just said. That everyone just read. Why do we do that? So the reason for that was initially when you walked into a synagogue, there were no prayer books. Prayer books, the, the fact that we have so many books available in every synagogue is thanks to an amazing invention that we actually did a class about a few months ago called printing. Today, you can walk into a store and you can buy a prayer book. But before printing... In order to have a prayer book, it had to be handwritten. Most people did not have prayer books. So as a result, many people memorized the prayers. But there were some people who just never got around to it. They never learned the prayers. They didn't go to school. Generally, Jews did have universal schooling. Not everyone did. And they never learned the prayers. And because they never learned the prayers, they couldn't pray themselves. So because of that, our sages said that the cantor, after everyone prays, the cantor should then repeat the prayer for everyone who cannot pray for themselves. Because they didn't know it by heart. No, they didn't know it by heart. And they didn't have prayer books. Later, prayer books became kind of common, became cheap. Every synagogue, you walk into a synagogue, there's a whole bookcase with prayer books. Um, there's no shortage of prayer books. Everyone can get a prayer book. But even so, our sages said even when, they, every, even when many people didn't know the prayers, they said, what happens if you're in a minion where everyone knows the prayers? You still repeat it because that become, they made it kind of a rule that you do no matter what, you always repeat it. So therefore today, even if you're in a synagogue where everyone can read the prayers and everyone has a prayer book, you still, we, the, after, the, um, private, after everyone prays themselves, the, then we have, then the cantor repeats the Shemona Esrei. We do this in the morning, in the afternoon, on Shabbat holidays and Rosh Chodesh for the Musaf, the additional prayer, and on Yom Kippur we do it for, um, on Yom Kippur we do it for um, the Ne'ilah prayer, but we do not do it for the evening prayer, for the Ma'ariv prayer. Why do we not do it for the evening prayer? 
Just on Yom Kippur? No, we never do it in the evening. In the evening, we finish the Shemona Esrei, and we then go straight to, we then go, continue with the prayers. We don't, the cantor does not repeat it. There's no repetition of the Amida of the Shemona Esrei on the, at the evening prayers, only in the morning and the afternoon. The reason for that is that back, way back when, when our sages instituted these prayers, most Jews lived in villages. Um, the synagogues in these villages were outside of town. <coughs> Why were they outside of town? Because they worked in the fields, and on their way to the fields, they would stop in the synagogue, and they would in the morning, and they would pray, and then they would come back on their way home in the afternoon, they would pray. But then at night, it was dark. These were villages, right? So it was dark. You couldn't just go to the synagogue at night. People didn't have lanterns and candles to be able to take, carry to the synagogue. They didn't even have streetlights. It wasn't urban. It wasn't cities with streetlights. And so as a result, people didn't, didn't generally go to synagogue at night. Because they didn't go to synagogue at night, so they never instituted the repetition at night. So therefore, still till today, we don't repeat the Shemona Esri, the Amida, at night. We only repeat it by all the other prayers, except for at night. The repetition is only if you pray with a minion. Okay, so now that we've got, now that we understand that the center of each of the prayers is three or sometimes four or five prayers, the center of each of the prayers is the Shmona Esther. That's the core of the prayer, this Amida prayer that is repeated. Now, I should point out one other, one more detail before I move on. I forgot that the, uh, when the chazan does, when the cantor does repeat the Shemona Esrei, he adds a couple extra things that we don't do in the private Shemona Esrei. One, when he gets to the blessing of declaring God's holiness, Atakadosh, before he begins the blessing, we have a responsa called Kedusha, holiness, where we quote from the angels, um, the, um, from Isaiah and Ezekiel, and how they declare God's holiness. It's called Kedusha, so we have this responsa between the people and the, and the cantor that we say at the beginning, we all recite together at the beginning of the, third, of the third blessing. It's called Kedusha, and when we do, everybody stands up at attention with their feet together, as similar to what we do when we pray the Shemona Esrei, the Amida prayer. The other thing is, when he gets to the second to the last blessing, which is the Modim blessing, thanking God, um, so everybody stands up and says a, another version of that blessing. It's called Modim de Rabbanan, the rabbinic bless, thanks um, that was, uh, and we say it as kind of response for the cantor thanking God. We also thank God, but we have a little bit of a different, it's a little bit of a different reading. So you say um, it at the same time. At the same time. And then the third thing that we do is in the morning prayers, the morning and Musaf prayer only, um, the, it's the time that the Kohanim bless the people. There's a mitzvah every day for the Kohanim to bless the people. So we do it by the morning prayer and by the Musaf prayer in the middle of the Amidah at the beginning, right before the final blessing. Now, for whatever reason, we did a class some time ago about the Kohanic, the priestly blessing. For whatever reason, outside the land of Israel and the regions around Israel, Egypt and Syria, um, Jews have stopped doing the daily blessing of the Kohanim, and we only do it on festivals, on the Yom Tif. 
Otherwise, we don't do the daily blessing. And so instead, the cantor reads the Kohanic blessing. So he does that at the beginning, right before the final blessing. So that's the things the cantor adds during his repetition. And that's only done in the morning. We don't do that in the afternoon. So with that, let's get to the actual structure. I'm going to try to break down the morning, afternoon, and evening prayers. Um, we'll go through the daily and Shabbat. So you get the general structure of the prayers. That's why I created this handout sheet that you can follow along with the general structure of the prayer. One side's morning prayer and the other side is afternoon and evening prayer. So the morning prayer in Hebrew is called Shachris, Ashkenazic pronunciation, or Shacharit, Sephardic pronunciation. So there are really three different parts of the prayers. There is what I call the morning prayer, which this is really a bunch of prayers that you recite to yourself before the communal prayer begins. Before we begin the group prayer with a minion, there's a whole section that you do at home, or you could do it in the synagogue, but you do it by yourself. You don't do it as part of the group. It's before the main prayers begin. These are just kind of things that our sages said you should do straight away when you wake up, things you do in the morning, or you should, things you should do daily. We do them ourselves. These are before the actual prayers begin. Then there is the central, um, what we could call primary prayer, the central prayer, which includes um, a number of parts leading up to the Amida which is, or the Shemona Esrei, the climax, the, the central part. And then we have the Amida itself. And then after the Amida, you don't just go home. There's a whole long list of prayers that we do at the end, additional prayers. So I've split it up, as you can see, into four different parts. There's the morning prayers that you do in the morning at home. There's the, that's all in the left column, if you're following along on the sheet. There's the primary prayers, which is kind of all the build-up to the Amida the Amida itself, and then you have the final prayers, kind of the concluding prayers. So let's, let's go through them one by one, go through each section, and that way you'll get to understand how the morning prayers were created. So first let's do what I'm calling over here morning prayer, or the early morning prayer, maybe it should be called. So there's a couple things our sages said you should do every day. Firstly, they said when you wake up, there's blessings that you should say every single day. Morning blessings. Every day you have to thank God for giving you back your soul, for um, allowing you to relieve yourself. If you can't relieve yourself, you're in a lot of trouble. So allowing you to relieve yourself. It's a blessing that we do say every time we relieve ourselves, but we say it also in the morning, first thing in the morning. We thank God for letting us stand up, for letting us wake up, for letting us stand up, for opening our eyes, for each thing. We have prayers and thanking God for each and everything that he does for us. 18 prayers written by our sages, morning prayers thanking God, morning blessings, 18 blessings written by our sages, thanking God for everything that he does for us. Then... Our sages said every morning you should recite blessings for the study of Torah. Every time you do a mitzvah, before doing a mitzvah, the men of the great assembly, among their many 
various innovations was that every time we do a mitzvah, we should first thank God. Baruch atah Hashem, Elokeinu melech olam, blessed are you God, our God, King of the universe, asher kiddishano b'mitzvotav, v'tzivano, that are sanctified with his mitzvahs, us with his mitzvahs and commanded, with his commandments and commanded us, and then we say with a particular command. So every time we do a mitzvah, we should first thank God. So you, um, studying Torah is a mitzvah, we have to thank God for studying Torah. So we have actually three blessings, Firstly, thanking God for giving us the commandment of Torah. Then a, uh, asking God to keep the Torah going within our family, within ourselves, and our children, our grandchildren for generations. And then a third, thanking God for choosing us from all the nations and giving us his Torah. So we have these three blessings on the Torah that we recite every morning. And followed by, uh, we immediately read some parts of the Torah. So that is all the Torah blessings. Then... Um, our sages said that every single day a person should recite the Akedah, the story of the binding of Isaac. We spoke about it last week. One of the most um, central uh, moments in Judaism, one of the most important moments in Judaism. It reminds us of blindly following God's instructions, uh, regardless of how we feel about it. And so we recite the Akedah every single morning. Um, then we have a morning prayer, beautiful prayer, I uh, called it here Elijah's prayer. It comes from a book attributed to Elijah the prophet called Tana Devei Eliyahu that should be recited every single day. So we recite that every morning. Then because our temple is no longer standing, we can no longer bring the sacrifices. But our sages say that if we read about the sacrifices, God considers it as if we brought the sacrifices. So we then read about the sacrifices in the morning. Then our sages say every single day we should study a little bit of the Mishnah of our oral tradition and a little bit of the analysis of the oral tradition known as Gemara Talmud. Um, and so they chose a chapter from the book of Zavachim in the Mishnah that is actually about the laws of sacrifices that we recite every morning. And then they also, in order to give us some Talmud or some analysis every day, they um, put in the 13 rules for study. There's 13 rules of how to decipher the Torah. 13 keys to deciphering the Torah. Um, and so they, um, they add that as well. So that is all morning prayers. You do it in the morning to yourself before you come to shul or in shul before the service starts, before the minion starts. That is all what we do early in the morning. It's quite a bit, um, but that's all done just in the morning. That was kind of added over the years. You say it out loud or you think it? All our prayers we read. So you read all your prayers out, out loud. Out loud. You don't have to do it very loud because God can hear when you speak quietly, but you're supposed to say all your prayers. So that's why even learned people are always reading the prayer. We're always reading it out loud, yes. So now we end our morning prayer with a what we call Rabbi's Kaddish. There are four different types of Kaddish. Some time ago we did a class on Kaddish. Um, and we went through the details of the Kaddish and each one and when it is said. I'm just going to give you a quick, brief overview now. Um, there are four different types of Kaddish. Um, there is the half Kaddish, which is done um, usually to separate at the end of each part of the prayer. At the end of when you finish one part of the prayer and up to the next one, you do the half Kaddish. Kind of it separates the prayer. Um, we do a full Kaddish, which is the full Kaddish is a 
prayer that adds a request for God to accept our prayers that we do after each Shmona Esrei, each Amida prayer that we pray with a minion, the cantor says the full Kaddish. And then we have two more Kaddishim. We have what we call the Rabbi's Kaddish. The Rabbi's Kaddish is recited after study of the oral law. Every time we study the oral law, we recite the Rabbi's Kaddish. Called the Rabbi's Kaddish because it has a section where it asks God to protect the rabbis and all those who study Torah. And then we have what we call the Mourner's Kaddish, which is a Kaddish that is recited after we read um, chapters of Psalms or um, verses from Scripture. We recite what's called the Mourner's Kaddish. Now, the half Kaddish and full Kaddish are always recited by the cantor, while the Rabbi's Kaddish and Mourner's Kaddish are recited by people in mourning for their parents or for their loved ones. Uh, when we spoke about Kaddish, we gave, then gave the rules of who recites what Kaddish. Um, now, the Kaddish itself, what is it? So, the Kaddish starts off, Yitkadal v'yitkadash me'rabah, may God's great name be, um, may God's great name be made great and holy. And it's essentially declaring the greatness of God. And so we do it, it's, it's in Aramaic, it's a prayer to declare the greatness of God. Um, our, it was composed, we believe, during the Talmudic period or post-Talmudic period um, and has been added to our prayer as a crucial part of our prayer, sanctifying God. Um, its initial version we find already in the Mishnaic era. There was already kind of earlier versions of it. Um, and uh, it was only in the uh, medieval period that the mourners began to say the mourners Kaddish and the rabbis Kaddish. Yes? So do you, can you say that at home without a minion? Any Kaddish other? we only do with a minion. All the other prayers can be done without a minion. All the different kind of Kaddishes. All the Kaddishes can only be done with a minion. But you don't have to be mourning in order to say the Kaddish. The you don't, the half Kaddish and full Kaddish is said regardless. The Rabbanan Kaddish anyone can say. But generally mourners tend to say. So the mourners Kaddish is said? At various places. I'll go through the whole prayers. I want you to understand the structure of the prayers. I encourage you, if you have more questions about the Kaddish, um, on the podcast I have the class that we did on Kaddish a little while back. Um, and definitely take a moment to listen to it and you'll get a lot more on the Kaddish. So that's the morning prayer. That's the first part. That's what we do at home. So then the service itself is really the next part. So the, as I explained previously, the central part of the service, the core of the service, is the Amida or the Shmona Esrei. These 18 or now 19 blessings that the men of the great assembly composed, that is the core of the prayer. And so the, the primary prayer is really all a build-up to the Amida. And the primary prayer is split into four different parts. There's some variation here according to Ashkenaz custom, those that do the Ashkenaz custom, there's only three parts because the introductory verse and verse of praise are put to lumped together. Um, but in the <coughs> other versions um, of prayer, there's a number of different versions which I'm not going to get into right now. We have four parts. Uh, sorry, we have Sorry, take that back. According to the Ashkenaz version, there's three parts. And according to, uh, sorry, according to the Ashkenaz version, there's two parts. According to the standard one, there's three parts. 
So what are the three parts? So first there is, it's a typo, but there is the introductory verses. The introductory verses are a number of different verses that were recited in the temple on a regular basis. Since they were recited, sung by the Levites regularly in the temple, so every day, so we sing them, um, we, we say them as well um, in our prayers, they're praising God, we say them at the very beginning. Then the next part is the verse, so that's just an introduction. The next part is the verses of praise. Our sages say that before addressing God in the Amida prayer, where we stand directly before God and address him one-on-one, quietly between ourselves and God, beforehand, you first have to praise God. Now, God does not need our praises. We did a class a little while ago about why we praise God so much. God does not need our praises. Rather, we praise God in order for us to learn to appreciate God's greatness. It's important that we learn to appreciate God before we actually address him. So we have these verses of praise. Now, because these verses of praise are an introduction to our Amida, they lead a lead up to our Amida, from when we start the verses of praise until after the Amida or the Shemona Esrei, we don't talk at all other than prayer. So we don't interrupt, we don't talk during those except for something necessary for prayer, but we don't just kind of chat with anyone during that time and so you'll notice sometimes you'll go over in the synagogue and say hi to someone and they won't respond to you and that's usually because they're in a place where it is forbidden to speak in general one shouldn't chat in synagogue but uh, because the place of prayer of socialization but um, at least during the prayers but one is forbidden to speak at all from when one begins the verses of praise Um, the verses of praise start and end with a blessing they start with a blessing known as the Baruch She'amar that introduces it, written by the men of the Great Assembly. And they end with a blessing called the Yishtabach blessing. Um, and also written by the men of the Great Assembly. In between, we recite various verses of praise. Uh, it's a collection of verses. We recite the Tehillah David, the, um, or known better as the Ashrei, which is a praise that follows, written by a psalm written by King David, that follows all the um, letters of the Hebrew alphabet. We read the five final chapters of Psalms that all start with the words Hallelujah, praise God, and end with the word Hallelujah. We read also um, the uh, praises from King David, praises from the book of Nehemiah. We read the song of the sea, the song that our sages, that our ancestors sang after God split the sea. That's all part of these verses of praise. Then to to separate the verses of praise to the, from the next section, which is the blessings of Shema, we do a Kaddish. The Kaddish, as I mentioned, the half Kaddish is usually done to separate one part of the prayer to the next part of the prayer. So we do the half Kaddish. The cantor always reads the half Kaddish. Um, only again, the Kaddish is only said with a minion. When you have a minion, then the Kaddish is recited. After the cantor recites the Kaddish, the cantor says the words, Barhu et Hashem HaMavorach. Blessed is God who is blessed. And everyone responds, Baruch Hashem HaMavorach Olam Va'ed. Blessed is God who is blessed forever and ever. And that is essentially a call to prayer. It's the way you open the blessings of the Shema with a call to prayer. And that is the Baruch, this call to prayer. So 
Then with that, we then continue with the blessings of the Shema. Um, the Shema itself, the, pra- the Shema itself is um, three paragraphs of the Torah that we are required to recite every single day, twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening. So our sages, <coughs> the men of the great assembly, when they wrote, the, built the structure of prayer, they said you should do the Shema right before the Amida, both in the morning and at night. And then to introduce the Shema, they composed two blessings that introduced the Shema. One, praising God, and one speaking about God's great love for us and care for us. And then following the Shema, they wrote another blessing about how God helps us and saves us whenever we're in trouble. And so that's called the blessings of the Shema, two blessings before the Shema. We read the Shema itself, and then we read the blessing after the Shema. And then from there, we go straight into our prayer, into the Amida prayer, into the silent prayer, also known as the Shemona Esri. Um, our sages did not interrupt here at all, did not put anything in between, because they said that you should go straight from speaking about how God always helps us into the actual addressing God directly um, and without any interruption whatsoever. And so we go straight from the blessings in the Shema, straight into the Amida, straight into this silent prayer. So that is really the bulk of our morning prayers, um, which is these first introductory verses, verses of praise, the blessings of the Shema, and then the climax, which is the Amida, this silent prayer. That is the bulk of our prayers. Um, however, then after then, the Amida is, if you're praying with a quorum of ten, with a minion, the Amida is the Oshmona Esri is then repeated by the cantor. You add those extra additions that I mentioned earlier. Um, the Kedusha, the sanctifying um, God based on the praises of the angels found in Isaiah and Ezekiel. Um, the, uh, the second modim that we recite when the cantors are reciting modim and the blessing of the Kohanim that was, is recited by Kohanim in the land of Israel or outside of Israel today, um, just recited by the cantor. So that is the bulk of the prayers. However, we don't, once the Amida is done, we don't just shut the prayer book but we still have a couple more prayers that come after that. And here it really varies based on the day. So that's why you see in, over here I have in the final prayers, there's two columns, there's a daily, and I put Shabbat. I don't want to get into the also Rosh Chodesh has its own system. Holidays have their own system. There's different systems depending on the day. I only put over here the daily and the Shabbat structure. So what do we do in our daily prayers? So in our daily prayers, our sages said, after you finish the Amida, you should then do what's called tachanun, supplication. Beg God for mercy every day. They said, initially, the men of the Great Assembly said, when you beg God, beg God for mercy, you should lie down on the floor and beg God for mercy. That's what they would do. They would stand for the Amida, silent prayer, the Shemona Esrei. That's, Amida means the standing prayer. And then they would lie down on the floor for the Tachanunim, for the supplication for begging God for mercy. And following the destruction of the temple, our sages said, don't, you don't need to lie on the floor. Instead, they said, just sit down and put your head down. So 
that's what we do. We sit down, we put our arm, our left arm, usually over our head, and, um, uh, or put our head in our left arm, and we recite this um, prayer, begging God for mercy. Before we do that, we first do vidui, where we confess our sins, um, as we would on we do on Yom Kippur, we do every day. We confess our sins, it's kind of a standard confession, and then um, do the tachanun. Now, our sages did say on any happy days, any kind of celebratory days, holidays, Rosh Chodesh, um, or any days of celebration, we don't say recite the Tachanun, and there's actually a long list in the Siddur, in the prayer book, as to various days that are considered happy days, special days, any day that is even a slightly happy in the Jewish calendar, we don't do this Tachanun. So anyway, that's the first thing that we do after the Amidah, after Shavon Esri prayer. After which, the cantor, if you're praying with a minion, then recites the half Kaddish to separate that from the concluding prayers. Now, at this point, on Mondays and Thursdays, we read the Torah. We read the Torah three times a week, Monday, Thursday, and Shabbat, or actually four, Monday, Thursday, Shabbat, and Shabbat afternoon. And so on Monday and Thursday, we read the Torah. So at this point, we now read the Torahs on Monday and Thursday. Uh, we actually add a number of extra um, salichot, um, prayers, asking God for forgiveness um, on Monday and Thursday as well, following the Tachanon, and then we do the Torah reading. On regular days and on Monday and Thursday after the Torah reading, we then have our concluding prayers. What are the concluding prayers? So firstly, the Psalm by David, Tilal David, known better as the Ashrei, that has praises God following each of the letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Uh, our sages say you should say it three times every day. So we did it earlier in our verses of praise, but now we do it a second time, and then we do it a third time in the afternoon prayer. So we do that now. We also recite chapter 20 of Psalms, which is a prayer when one is in trouble. So it's always good to recite just in case. Um, so we recite that every day. And then we also conclude with, again, the Kedusha, uh, reciting the praises of the angels in, found in Isaiah and Ezekiel, and um, together with asking God to help us and protect us. And uh, that's a prayer called Ovalation. And then after that, we then do the full Kaddish. The full Kaddish that I mentioned earlier is a Kaddish recited by the cantor that includes a request for God to accept our prayers. So this is essentially, at the, with this, that is essentially the end of the bulk of our prayers. We end with the full Kaddish. That is the end of the prayers as kind of was initially instituted by the men of the great assembly. That's really where the kind of bulk of the prayers ended. It started with the introductory verses um, at the beginning of the primary prayer and really ends with this full Kaddish after the concluding prayers. However, at a later period, we added three more things that each get their own Kaddish. Firstly, we added a song, and there's different for these last things, there's variations based on custom. But in our prayer book, first we have a song of the day. Every day, the Levites in the temple would sing a song with the daily sacrifice. Each day of the week, a different song, all coming from Psalms, all a different chapter of Psalms. So we read that psalm that was sung by the Levites that day in the temple, depending on the day of the week. Then we, can, we finish that. We, fo we follow that up with a mourner's Kaddish, the mourner's all recite Kaddish. Then we recite the um, details of the incense 
that were offered every single day in the temple. The incense was a very, very powerful thing. About two years ago, we did a class on the Ketoret, on the incense. And when we recite the incense, it's very, very powerful. It brings great salvation, great help. And so we recite the incense, uh, the Ketoret, about the incense every, um, every day towards the end of our prayers. Uh, the, the reading about the incense um, is really... Um, is a uh, from our oral traditions, and therefore when we conclude reading it, we recite the Rabbi's Kaddish, which we read every time. Whenever we finish reading something from our oral Torah, we always recite the Rabbi's Kaddish. Today we recite the Rabbi's Kaddish again. The mourners usually recite it. And then we have, it started, we believe, about the Middle Ages. I did a class on the Aleno a little while back. But probably in the early Middle Ages, we took this Aleno prayer. Aleno is a very, very old prayer. Um, that we believe goes back to um, perhaps Rav, uh, maybe about the year, the early 200s. Um, but it was initially, we believe, written as part of our Rosh Hashanah prayers. It's still there as part of, in, in the Rosh Hashanah prayers. But probably around the early Middle Ages, um, when there was a lot of persecution and um, from Christians um, in Christian lands, we began to, and Elena was really a declaration of Jewish faith, so we began to recite the Aleno every single day at the end of our prayers. And we would have the mourners would recite Kaddish after the Aleno. So we conclude our every single prayer now with the Aleno prayer. And we once did a class in detail about the Aleno prayer. So that's what we do every day. That is our final prayers every day. Shabbat is a little bit different. I'll go through it quickly. We don't do the Tachanun. We don't do the supplication, the begging God for mercy, because Shabbat is a festive day. It's not a time to beg God for mercy. So we go straight on to the full Kaddish, which is the Kaddish recited by the cantor, asking God to, and includes a part, asking God to accept our prayers. Then they do the song of the day. Um, then, oh, I forgot over there. It should be, there's, a, there's the mourner's Kaddish right after the song of the day. Then we read the Torah on Shabbat. Then we have... Um, Communal prayers, asking God to protect the community and the leaders and any all the volunteers, and asking God to remember all the. We have a prayer asking God to remember the. Um, uh, we, uh, prayer asking God to remember the uh, all the martyrs in Jewish history, and then we conclude with a half kaddish again, splitting the. Um, morning prayers and the uh, afternoon prayer and the Musaf additional prayer. Then we do the Amida for the Musaf prayer, the silent Musaf prayer and um, the Shemona Esrei. And then we have the repetition of that. Following the repetition, we do another full Kaddish because uh, it's following the Musaf prayer. And then we conclude with the Ketorah, the incense with the Rabbi's Kaddish, the Aleinu, and then the mourner's Kaddish. So that is our daily, that is our morning prayers. Just the basic structure. So again, we have this morning part, this early part that is kind of additions that came later. Well, we have the morning blessings and Torah blessings are from the men of the Great Assembly with other additions that came later that one recites to oneself. The primary prayer in Amida prayer, which is really the primary structure of our prayer with verses of praising God, the blessings of the Shema and the Amida. And then we have the concluding prayers, which originally were the supplication, Tachnun, begging God for mercy, and then concluding prayers. Um, and later we added on Song of the Day, the incense and the Aleno prayer came at a later stage. 
So that is, in short, the morning prayers. Let me just quickly turn the page and go to our afternoon prayers. Just you'll be familiar with the afternoon prayers as well. Here again, it's a little bit different. We start off with the Ashrei or the Tehillah of David, the third time we recite for the day the Psalm by David. We then do a half Kaddish. Now, on Shabbat, if you look at the Shabbat one, at this point we read the Torah, because the Torah is read on Shabbat afternoon, and then we do a half Kaddish. Um, then we do on both Shabbat and weekday and um, daily, we do the um, Amida, we do the silent prayer, the Shmona Esrei. Um, then, of course, the repetition of the Shmona Esrei. Then um, on weekdays, we do Tachanun, again, supplication, where we beg God for mercy. Uh, we are accustomed both in the morning and afternoon for begging God for mercy. Some read um, chapter 6 in Psalms, uh, sorry, chapter 8 in Psalms, we read chapter um, 20, 25 in Psalms, uh, asking God for mercy. Um, but then on Shabbat, rather than that, we read Tzedok Hadin. Tzedok Hadin is a number of verses saying how everything that God does is just and righteous. Then we recite the full Kaddish, which is recited after every prayer, um, asking God, it includes a part asking God to accept our prayers. Then we end as We've mentioned before, starting in the Middle Ages, we began this, early Middle Ages, we began this custom to end each prayer with the Aleno, so we end with the Aleno and the mourner's Kaddish. Then the evening prayers, the evening prayers have the Shema, right? The morning prayers have the Shema right before the Amida, and the evening prayers also we have to recite the Shema once in the morning and once in the evening. The afternoon prayers don't have the Shema. So we recite the evening prayers in the morning, the Shema, before the Amida, before the Shemona Esri prayer in the morning, and right before the Shemona Esri in the evening. So on Shabbat, we begin with um, Kabbalat Shabbat. Kabbalat Shabbat is this whole section welcoming the Shabbos that um, was introduced from the Arizal, from the Holy Arizal, um, in the 1500s. So it's fairly new. Um, historically speaking, for Judaism. Uh, most of our prayers is 2,300 years old. Um, and so then we recite the half Kaddish, kind of introducing the prayers with the Baruch with the call to prayer, which we also recite in the morning, before the, uh, which we also do in the morning, before the um, Amida, before the um, Shema, blessings of the Shema. Then we do the blessings of the Shema in as in the morning, our sages wrote two blessings to say before the Shema. Then we say the Shema itself, these three paragraphs from the Torah that we're required to recite twice a day in the morning and the evening. And then in the morning, we had one blessing after the Shema, asking God, uh, um, speaking about how God helps us whenever we're in trouble. In the evening, we have two blessings after the Shema. We have one of Geula, speaking about how God helps us whenever we're in trouble, and one asking God to help us um, have a good night, sleep well, get up healthy, and protect us over the night. So then we recite a Kaddish to separate the blessings of the Shema and the, uh, and the Shemona Esri Amida prayer. Then we have the Amida. There's no repetition in the evening prayers. But on Shabbat we do a shortened repetition. It's not the full repetition, but we do kind of a very short, it's the, it has the content 
of all of the earlier prayers. It's a single blessing. It's very, very short. The reason why we do this repetition on the eve of, on, on the eve of Shabbat is because while they didn't go to shul, they didn't go to pray in the synagogue generally in the evening, but Shabbat, everyone went to the synagogue, even though it was dark, even though it was at night, it was hard to get there, it was Shabbat. So they went to the synagogue. So therefore we did a repetition. They didn't do the full repetition, they did a short repetition. Um, then we do the full Kaddish, which we recite after every time we do the Amida, the cantor recites the Kaddish with this line that asks God to accept our prayers. On Shabbat, we have a custom to do, to read chapter 113, um, followed by a half Kaddish. Um, on Shabbat, we also then recite the Baruchu. People have this tendency to come to Shul late on Friday nights because they're getting ready for Shabbos. They have this tendency to come late. So in case they miss the call to prayer at the beginning, we do it at the end for them um, on Friday nights. In some communities, they do it every night um, at the end in case people missed it because people tend to come late. And then we conclude with the Aleinu and the Mourner's Kaddish as we do every single prayer. So that's the structure of our prayers in short, just that you have a general gist of what it's like, how we pray, what our prayers are about. Um, so hopefully you understand the prayers. I would encourage you all to try praying. The best way to do it is to come to Shul and do it in the Shul. Uh, one thing I do want to mention, which I've said before in our, mentioned many times before is, there is no requirement while well, one should pray in the synagogue, ideally when one can, and one should ideally pray with a minion with a quorum of 10 men. Um, and we spoke about the minion a little while back. There is no requirement to pray at the same pace as the rest of the congregation. So there's no such requirement. Um, many synagogues today announce pages. There's really no reason to do so because there's no need for you to be on the same page as the cantor. In responsive things like the Kedusha, when we recite the um, prayer, the, the, the blessings of the angels from Ezekiel and Isaiah, when we recite the Kedusha or other responsive prayers, one has to you know, recite it with the community. But generally, there's no mitzvah to be on pace or on the same page as the cantor. I've mentioned before, people often walk over to me and look at the page I'm up to because they assume that I'm up to the right page. And I'm rarely on the same page as the cantor for whatever reason. And uh, there's no need to be so. There's no need to keep up with a cantor's pace, whether they're going faster than you or slower than you. Um, you can pray at your own pace and you're praying to God, right? So um, ideally, once you pray the Shemona Esri, the Amida with the community, um, but in general, it doesn't have to, be, have to be done at the same pace. So I would encourage you all, it's, it, the prayers are somewhat long, especially the morning prayers. So if you can't do it all, do it bit by bit. The, the most important part is the Amida. The primary prayer is the next most important part. Try to do that. Then you could add the additional parts afterwards as well. I thank you for joining. Next week, God